0: At the start of this fidget church, we had this uh, rhyming story, didn't we? About this moment when Jesus encouraged the children of all ages to come near him. Did the adults want, him, did the, adults want the children to come near? No. no, the adults wanted to keep them at arm's length, but Jesus wanted them near. And uh, secondly, we had a game, didn't we? What was the game called? limbo dancing and did the tallest person win it was the person that was the lowest to the ground that won and jesus talks about his kingdom being the low the lowest the people that are the humblest the people that think least of themselves are the ones that get in thirdly we did this quiz um, about the animal groups didn't we did anyone have a particular favorite animal group name So I really like the murder of crows. That's a a great name. Sorry? Gaggle of geese. Any other ones you remembered that was news to you? Parliament of Owls, I saw a lot of you nod at. What was a group of squirrels called? Can anyone remember? (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. And uh, uh, it just reminds us of all the crowds that pressed in uh, to Jesus and uh, how uh, he had to deal with them. And so in this story, Jesus is at the centre of all these crowds, a whole bunch of people that wanted stuff off him. I wonder if you've ever been surrounded by people that want stuff off you. The sick wanted healing. The troubled wanted deliverance. The suspicious wanted explanations, and the lost needed directions. Jesus was surrounded by lots of people who needed stuff on him. And uh, it's easy to imagine the pressure Jesus might have felt. If you've ever uh, uh, been harassed by uh, uh, children or adults or staff uh then it's very easy to imagine how he felt sort of cornered by all the people and and he wanted to sort of satisfy them all. Who here, put your hand up, if you have ever owned a dog? Excellent. Quite a lot of you have owned a dog. Now, I personally have never owned a dog, but I know lots of people that do. Have you ever sat down to eat with a dog in the room? Have you ever seen what dogs do when you start to try and eat a meal? They come near, don't they? They come and they stare at you. They sit on your feet. They draw. And uh, I've seen long lines of draw that uh, have been incredible to produce. They whine and they whimper. And uh, some dogs... Though obviously none of your dogs, because they're all well behaved, they bark and they paw you to try and get some food. You see, the dogs know, even if they can't see it, they can smell the food on the table. And they are desperate to get some food. They are desperate to get some food before the greedy humans eat it all. Before the greedy humans gobble it all up. And I think the disciples had this dog mentality with Jesus. Jesus was being kind to lots of people. And they imagined that there would be a time when Jesus' time ran out, where Jesus' energy ran out, where Jesus' patience. Run out, and they thought, you know what we need to get the most important people in, so the blinds were probably at the front of the queue those with rashes were probably a few uh, uh, people behind, and they thought the kids who were happy and playing should be at the back. I wonder if that's how you see church. I wonder if that's how you see life you know the kids they can have fun at the back, but they're less important and uh, the needs of the sick or the ill or the troubled, that they should come first. That they're the ones that deserve Jesus' attention first. That Jesus should spend more time with one rather than the other. But the disciples got things wrong. Firstly, and this is really good news, Jesus' time and his power and his patience was not like anyone that had come before him or after him. Jesus has all the time, all the power, and the patience in the world. You don't exhaust any of them. Jesus doesn't get so exhausted by listening to the stressed uh, uh, parent that he's got no time for the child. He doesn't spend so much time with the sick Invalid that he's got no time for the children. And secondly, and we need to hear this, Jesus doesn't rank your problems. Each of us is special, and each of us is worthy of his time. And it's a, it's a wonderful thing to drink in. Jesus loves each of us, and he does so with a completely undivided, full devotion and attention. He isn't distracted. He doesn't think uh, um, that there are more important things to do than listen to your troubles. Each one of us, he wants to pay attention to and listen to. And I think sometimes if we knew this, we would spend a little bit more time praying. I think we would spend a little more time out of our day, on our knees uh, and with our hands together, praying because God is interested in us and Jesus wants to hear the different things that go on in our lives and he's looking forward to responding. Now during the week um, I was coming home from work and uh, do you know the bridge over the uh, railway by the Ifield Meal Pond? Well I was coming up though over that uh, uh, down uh, to come past Waterfield School and uh, a mate of mine was on there uh, with these two kids, they were coming back from school, well, the uh, oldest of the two had been at school, um, and my friend's a really good cyclist, and um, I wanted to stop, and I wanted him to talk uh, uh, about bikes, and about routes, and about fitness, and gear, and I had lots of questions to ask him, because uh, he's a bit of an expert. Now, this friend of mine had two kids. Now, the younger one uh, was sort of all uh, wrapped up tightly, on on some sort of baby harness. But the older one was a little girl. And this girl was five years old. And this girl was having none of it. She was not having me carrying out a conversation with her dad without her saying anything. That was an incredible thing to see. Everything I mentioned, whether it was gear ratios or long distance uh, 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 travel or sort of heart rate, everything, this little five-year-old girl could turn into chatter about her scooter, Shaun the Sheep and Wallace and Gromit. Her capacity to bend the conversation to herself was a sight to behold. And I quickly got frustrated. I did not stop to talk to this five-year-old little girl. I stopped to speak to her dad. But do you know what the dad did? The dad did not care one bit. He didn't try and sharp his girl. He didn't try and push her away. He didn't try and sort of put a muzzle over her or, or uh, tell her to finish her story. The dad just sat back and smiled. And even though I tried to have a conversation with my mate, he was just, no, listen to my beautiful girl. She is the best I could listen to her all day. And it was a sight to behold. As Jesus welcomes kids into his arms, can you imagine what they're saying? Can you imagine them talking about their tithing or their prayer life or their disciplined Bible routine? Can you imagine them asking Jesus to heal uh, their, uh, their injuries and this, that and the other? I can tell you, Very lightly, from my experience with kids. Indeed. I can imagine these kids coming up to Jesus and then wanting to share their lives with Jesus. You can imagine these kids going up to Jesus. Jesus, 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 I've got a wobbly tooth. Look, and like bending it so that Jesus winces. You can imagine these kids rushing up to Jesus and going, I'm five and three quarters year old, Jesus, and it's my birthday next Tuesday, and I'm hoping for a scooter. Or coming up with the latest game that they've enjoyed and the latest win that they've seen, or a recent fact that they've learnt from school time. They wanted to share their lives with Jesus. They wanted to be in his company and it is easy to imagine as these kids are wiggling their loose teeth and jabbering on about coloring in the disciples thinking well this is a waste of time this is the messiah of the whole world he's he's come to die for their sins he's the lord of heaven and earth he created the moon and the stars he doesn't want to hear about this kid's wobbly tooth. Jesus doesn't teach the kids anything. He doesn't heal them. He doesn't uh, uh, do something miraculous for them. He just lays his hand on them and prays something positive. As they laugh, As these children laugh and they joke and they play around Jesus, I really like this, and and some of you need to hear this this morning. He doesn't tell the kids to grow up. He tells the disciples and the adults surrounding them, you need to become like a child. I wonder how many of our kids have heard the term grow up even today as they've done something naughty, as they've done something that we haven't wanted them to do? Have they been disobedient and too energetic? And we've said, kids, you need to grow up. Well, Jesus says to you adults this morning, you need to become like them. You need to become more like a child. You need to become more like an infant. Isn't that outrageous? Can you imagine all the adults looking a bit stuffily at Jesus and going, well, I don't expect that from the Lord of heaven and earth. The creator of the sun, moon and stars shouldn't be telling me to be more like a kid. But Jesus says, you've all got to come to me like this, eager to share your life with me. Don't tell me all the time about all the things going wrong and all the things I need to fix. Come and share your life with me. And this is why Fidget Church is good. It's good for the kids to get up out of their seats and to know that church and Jesus isn't some sort of uh, restricted to adults and that knowing Jesus is something that only old people can do. But it is good for the adults because you need to get unstuffified. You need to become a little bit more childlike. You need to forget your ideas of uh um, being grown up and enjoy Jesus's company. Let your hair down. Allow yourself to smile. Allow, your, allow yourself to laugh. Allow yourself to be silly. To know and be loved by Jesus and to be eternally saved, you don't have to be sophisticated or clever. You have to have the simple trust that a child has. You don't get to worry about your mistakes. You don't need to worry about all your inadequacies, how you failed Jesus again. You don't need to uh, uh, discuss all your hang-ups. You don't get to fret about what Jesus thinks. You don't get to fret uh, uh, about what he'll do and say to you. Instead... We come to him like a child. All the things uh, that we worry about, we get to put one side. And we just come with the chatter in our heads and spend time with him. He is the expert on these things. He's the one that knows what you need, not you. And as we are reminded that Jesus welcomes kids this morning... I want us to remember these two things. It doesn't matter how many people surround Jesus this morning. Jesus has enough time, energy, and power for each single one of us. And secondly, there's no height restriction on knowing Jesus. In fact, uh, there is an encouragement. You need to be as low as you can get. You need to be as childlike as and simple as you can be. Put away your sophisticated snobbery and come to him like an innocent, trusting child. Please bow your heads and I'll close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Fidget Church. We thank you for the kids and adults alike in this congregation. Jesus, we thank you that you welcome these children we thank you that you prioritise them in this moment. Jesus, I pray that we uh, would remember that each one of us are special to you, that you haven't run out of time, energy and patience with us, but that you have got as much as we need. Lord God, I pray that you would allow this to inform our, our prayer life, our Bible reading, that we would Uh, Long to know you and be known and god i pray as well that we would not be hung up by being uh, respectable or adult-like or serious but we would enjoy you as a child that we would enter into the kingdom of god like that and all god's people said Amen. amen amen